and welcome back to United United. This is episode 16. Jem here. Dave with me as always. Dave, hello. Hi, Jem. How are you? I'm all right, thank you. Yeah, not too bad. In fact, getting a little bit better. Things are looking up. Okay, good. Yeah, good. Well, Happy New Year to you. Yeah, same to you. Um, I'm going to pick up where we uh, left last time, (laughs) Dave. And that was on a Friday night. Uh, I think it was a New Year's Day or maybe New Year's Eve. I can't remember exactly now. But um, you were playing Brentford at home, Dave. You weren't going to this game. West Ham v Brentford. Uh, How did you get on? Well, Jem, as you remember, um, I was sitting here talking to you when I should have been travelling to the game. And so I didn't go to this game. You're right. I managed to resell my tickets uh, on Ticket Exchange. And what a great decision that was, Jim. <laughs> what a great decision. Now, West Ham let me down a bit here because I predicted 3-0 to Brentford and Ivan Tony to score two. And unfortunately, he got injured, Jim. So he couldn't fulfill that prophecy of yep. scoring two to make it 3-0. So Advantage only... West Ham. Uh, say again? Ad- Advantage West Ham. Advantage West Ham, yeah. And so we only lost 2-0, which is not a bad result, really. And if you watch the game for the second goal, Jem, I think we can safely say Cresswell signed his retirement letter. Uh, (laughs) Incredible. Incredible how he gave, how he had about four yards on the, or four metres, let's say, Mm. on the uh, Brentford forward. And then within two seconds, three seconds, he was four metres behind him. Uh, that was quite incredible <laughs> for the second goal. So, what a performance, Gem! But, but, but we have Brentford in the cup. We've drawn them in the FA Cup. Okay. At Brentford. So, what do we think? Time for a bit of redemption there, maybe. Time for we'll see. We will see when we review the FA Cup games. We will see. Yeah. How we got on in that game. Uh, Maybe you'll reduce it to one nil Brentford. That'd well, I'm, I'm predicting a one a one nil defeat. Yeah. Okay, that'd be that'd be improvement at least. <laughs> Dave, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna stop there. By the way, um, there's been another game since that as well, and I believe you travelled to Ellen Road. Is that right? We travelled to Ellenback. Ellenback, Helen Road, or whatever we want to call it. Yeah, we tra- travelled there. Gem, a much in, a much improved performance. I've got to say. Because what we decided to do, interestingly, we've been playing this sort of game where we, where the opponents sit back and we try and break them down. And I don't know if you've looked at our team, Jem, but we haven't really got anyone that can break the opposition down. So that's not been working for us. So, so we went to Ellen Road and played a pressing game, which is like, wow, what's oh, all this yeah. about? Yeah. So Leeds did gift us a couple of goals, let's face it. They, they gifted us a couple of chances, uh, which we scored. I can't even remember the first goal. The second was Skamaka. Skamaka had one into the net. Great great assist from Aronson, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Just passed it to him. I can't remember the first goal. It was that memorable. Goal. I, can't, I can't remember how we scored it. It was a penalty. Uh, oh, it was a penalty, yeah. That, after they gave the ball away, yeah. So, and that was, uh, oh, Paqueta with his little dance. Mm. His little dance, which definitely yeah. isn't definitely isn't illegal. That's definitely okay, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> definitely didn't stop at any point. 
So Paqueta with his little dance, scored his first goal for the Hammers, actually played well. Um, but, you know, it's two teams slugging it out, wasn't it? Two poor teams slugging it out. Yeah. Yeah. And, and a booking for Jesse Marsh, Dave, in the 82nd minute. He Any thoughts on his, that? Well, he nearly got his marshing orders. <laughs> uh, what was he on about? I can't even remember what he was ra- He was ranting and raving about something, wasn't he? I think but, he was angry because Haaland wasn't on the pitch. His favourite player. <laughs> his favourite player. Yeah, he was just angry at the poor quality of football <laughs> he was having to watch. Complaining that West Ham weren't very good, Leeds weren't very good. Yeah. Where's Haaland? Can we get Man City back, please? I really like them. Uh. <laughs> so... <laughs> So he got booked. But he's a character. We, we love him. We love Jesse. Yep. Uh, he nearly got ejected. But that, that was good stuff. So, yeah, Jem, one point from six. A pretty good Christmas haul, I'd say. Uh, well, yeah. Not, not bad for, uh, for David Moyes, is it? That's pretty good. Uh, I, need, I need, just need to look at this. I'm looking at the table right now, Dave. And um, West Ham are three points clear of Southampton, who sit bottom of the league. Um, are you in a relegation battle? Well, Jim, it depends which way you look, doesn't it? Because we're three points clear of Southampton at the bottom of the league, but we're two points away from twelfth place uh, from thirteenth place. Thirteenth, Jim. That's pretty. That's giddy heights, isn't it? Thirteenth. Yeah, that that that. Well, that's not bad, is it? But. What's happened to this seventh-placed, sixth-placed West Ham United? The Conference League-level West Ham United? Well, Jem, I, I think the it's, the tactics are really obvious for this season. The strategy, I should say, is obvious. Mm. Uh, it's about It's not about getting seventh place to qualify for the uh, conference or sixth or fifth place to qualify for the Europa. The way to do it is to win the Conference League, which we're already in, Jim. We're in the, we're in the last 16. We win that league. We qualify for the Europa. We play the um, Europa League while we're in the Championship next season. And then we win the Europa League. And then the following season, we'll either still be in the Championship or back in the Premier League. But we'll be in the, um, in the Champions League as well. So it could be Championship and Champions League. That's how you do it, Jim. It's um sounds like deflection, Dave. <laughs> it's just a you know we talk about these teams who are breaking all the breaking the mold, break, and ripping up the rule book of how to do it. We've yep. talked about Forest Green Rovers. We've talked about <laughs> AFC Crew. We've talked about Crawley Town. Hmm. We've talked about all of these teams. West Ham are just another one. The we, West we Ham way. We don't. Yeah, the West Ham way. We don't do it conventionally. <laughs> You know what? Fair enough. Yeah, all, all you all you teams who want to go. Oh, yeah, it's important to get Champions League place by qualifying. In, you know, getting in top four. Oh, yeah, it's old. Uh, it's boring, isn't it? It's really boring. It's old news. It's old news. It's it's just such a tedious way to do it, isn't it? Oh, we've got to win lots of games. Or we've got to. Oh, we mustn't lose. Or we've got to have a good season. No, screw all that. Don't worry about having a good season. Just a few, a good cup run in the right cup. And you're you're laughing. Well, let's let's hope for Dave's sake that um, West Ham win the Conference League. <laughs> yeah, the, it, the strategy does completely depend on that. So we will see. Yes, we will. Okay. Well, talking of um, 
Talking of a more sort of boring, conventional way of doing things, I noticed Man United have been stringing together a few wins. It's like, oh, we better start winning some games to get qualified for top four. Boring. So what's that all about? Yeah, well, you know, like Man City do usually every season. They wait until Christmas to start putting the results on. Mm. Or after Christmas, anyway. And then um, they go on to win the league. I think that's what Man United are doing right now. <laughs> what, going on to win the league? Yeah, I do. I um, I believe we are... <laughs> we, we're back. I've said this I've said this recently. We're back. The, the great Man United are back. Um, and we've not even got our full-strength team yet. We uh, who's to come in? Well, we've got a World Cup legend, a guy that wound up Lionel Messi. Um, Vout Veghorst looks to be on his way to Man United. <laughs> Brilliant! A living legend, obviously Dutch, to suit Ten Hag's way. Yeah. Um, it, it could be coming in, and and I think that could be the strike we need to to help us lift the Premier League. I'm not really this deluded. Man United, <laughs> we're, 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 doing, we're doing pretty well. We're doing pretty well. Red course, the final piece in the jigsaw. Is that, <laughs> is that how it's going to be? But it looks like a six-month loan. So oh, really? Let's see how he does. And uh, then there's a £10 million uh, buyout clause, apparently, from Burnley. Apparently, I was reading, the reason he's left Burnley, so he's at Burnley, but he's on loan at Besiktas. Right. Uh, and he's been scoring in, in Turkish League, and that's not too difficult. Well, it is for Dali Ali, but... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Deli Ali, I forgot. Whatever happened to him? He's actually a teammate of Deli Ali uh, at Basic Cash. That's, right. that's what I've just remembered as well. But um, so he's going to come in potentially, and hopefully fix our problems. Dave, you know, people might laugh at this, but some people have been comparing a guy that you remember quite well, Seb Haller, when he was at West Ham United. Yeah, they signed him for big money. Mm. He went to Ajax and then became this lethal Champions League striker. Um, so let's see what Tenard, you know, Tenard was the manager at Ajax then and that sort of thing. So let's see what Tenard can do with the mighty Vout Veghorst. I love the way that Veghorst has negotiated it as a six-month loan so that he can have a good look at Man United and decide after six months whether he wants to bother staying with them or not. Yeah, I think he, the way Burnley are playing, he'll probably want to go back to them. He it? probably will. <laughs> <laughs> but we, Interesting. Yeah, yeah. We, we've had a. It's a typical United sign, isn't it? We've had we've had a Galo, Cavani. Mm. It's going to be very close next. So like, it's, it's, you know they never fail to entertain us, do they? But um, you know we've got the new owners on the horizon, all this sort of thing. We beat Wolves at Molyneux, which we never ever do mm. uh, on New Year's Day, I believe. We, I, I went to the game actually, the Bournemouth game. We beat Bournemouth three 0 at Old Trafford, mm. and it could have been seven. If we had Veghorst in the side, <laughs> and who, who's the Argentinian player that you've got, uh, Martinez? So how's how, what is he going to be extending Veghorst a warm welcome? Well, that is actually something that I did think about, mm. and it should be quite interesting. Mm. I think um, might be a little scrap going on because <laughs> there's no love loss, is there, between those two nations when no. it comes to World Cups. And we had all the histrionics at the penalty shootout in the uh, was it the semi-final? Yeah, yeah. When uh, Argentina scored and then made sure that they uh, <laughs> that the Dutch players saw exactly what Argentina thought of them. Yep. 
Yeah, yeah, no, I think, you know, I, I seem to remember Martinez pushing Veghorst away, actually. So, could be quite, could be quite tasty. Mm. Well, keep, uh... keep him at opposite ends of the pitch and you'll be okay. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but our next two fixtures, we've got, well, we've got Everton in the FA Cup. We've got Charlton in the Carabao. We'll do a cup special next week. Yeah. The biggest team in London we're playing. And, um... <laughs> you are. <laughs> and then we've got two tough league fixtures. We've got Man City and then we've got Arsenal. So this, if we can get Veghorst in before, Dave, we could be winning these games. Well. Star striker. He could be the difference. Yeah. I hope people, you know, as I've said all this, I do hope some people still remember we don't take our life too seriously in this podcast. Do not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no. Actually, maybe I should be saying the opposite because when he does come good, Dave, mm. um, I'll look like a genius. So, about Veghorst, 15 goals, second half of the season. Uh, I cannot wait for about a month's time. <laughs> about a month's time. Send him back to Burnley. <laughs> <laughs> or Bessic Town. Oh, oh, I love it. I love it. Okay, well, that's very optimistic. The optimistic Man United fan is back. Yep. In fact, normal service has been resumed, hasn't it? Since when we first started this podcast, <laughs> we used to call it the optimistic Man United fan and the pessimistic West Ham fan. Mm. And then that completely switched yep. for about a season. Yep. And now we're back. We're back to normality. Yep. I like it. Yeah, me too. Although I'd like, I'd like, you know, I'd like to cheer up a little bit, Dave. It's, you know, you'll be back eventually. <laughs> we shall see. Let's cover some other league games, yes. Jem. So that was the we last spoke. It was actually Friday the thirtieth, just before the Brentford game, and another game that evening, Liverpool Leicester. <sighs> Match fixing. <laughs> I was going to ask you, what do you make of this? Because this featured a sensational double from a particular player? I just... Do you remember in... I think it was women's international football, there was a there was a player that scored four on goals in a game or a hat-trick oh, of on yes. goals in a game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think his name's Feist, so however you say his name. The centre-back, yeah. the David Luiz-looking centre-back for Leicester. Yeah, yeah Woot Feist. Feist. Oh, Vout. He's got the same Vout. name as... Veghorst, has he? yeah. Okay, well, that's not too promising. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's a joke. This is match fixing it's finest. There's no way, there's not a chance that the, the one that hit the post and then he just volleyed into the net, there's no way that he could not clear that properly. No way. Uh, uh, just, just, Leicester went ahead with a brilliant goal as well from the young kid, Dewsbury Hall. So, yeah. Uh, something must have gone on, Dave, surely. And this was Nunes, or as you call him, what do you call him? Darwin No Net. No, no Net, missing a hat full of chances again. Mm. And actually one of his shots where he should have scored hit the post and that, that, was, that <laughs> led to the spectacular volley, didn't it? Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing he got an assist as well for that. Guessing it went down as an assist. Darwin No, no Net. Down as, a, as an assist. I don't know. So, disappointing though. Oh, it was uh, just embarrassing. It was. But they, they did receive their humble pie a few days later, didn't they, Dave? Well, let me let me get back to the fixtures because this was... We're talking about the Brentford game, are we? We are. Well, what a game this was, Jem. 
now Brentford, I watched them a couple of times over Christmas. So the first time I, I think we talked about last time I turned on and they were two nil up and against Spurs. And I thought, oh, this is going to be great. This is going to make my boxing day. And then it got back to two all. This game, they were also two nil up, I think. Mm. And um, I think when I turned on Liverpool, just uh, just gone, got it back to two one. Yep. And he's thinking, oh no, oh no, this is this is going to go the same way as the Spurs game. But but Brentford scored a third. And yep. what was great about this goal, Gem, was the moaning that we got from the <laughs> Liverpool players. Because basically, the Brentford player just muscled the Liverpool defender off the ball. It was yep. as simple as that. Yep. And the Liverpool defender fell over. The Liverpool players all surround the referee after the goal scored, saying, that's a foul, that's a foul, needs to be VAR. So VAR check it. And there's just a coming together. There's no clear and obvious error. Yep. And um, the goal stands. And then Klopp... He he comes out afterwards and he cannot possibly say, can he? He can't possibly say, well done, Brentford. Now, I've got a few quotes from, from him here, Jen, but before I read them out, what what, what are your views on, on this game and, and Klopp? Uh, well, I think Wissa, he had a hat-trick of goals disallowed, so um, obviously Liverpool has to be said. Mm-hmm. Um that lucky in the Leicester game, lucky with that because it could have been even more embarrassing. Um, but I just want to pick up on Darwin Nonet. Mm. There was a chance in the first seven minutes, I think. Right. Uh, and he got past the keeper, and it was absolutely an absolute astonishing block from me. Uh, I anticipated well, the. Well, done. <laughs> I, well yeah, and I, I anticipated him taking on the keeper. Yeah. I got back to the goal line, and I. I blocked the shot and I was so proud of myself. I got a standing ovation for that block. And yeah, the commentators, that's an absolutely fantastic block from me. And I thought, oh, well, thank you so much. So I was really, I was really proud of myself after that one, Dave. Well, well done. Well done, thank you. you. Thank you. Uh, and Klopp, uh, I'll let you get on to Klopp, Dave. Uh, every, you know my thoughts on Klopp. We have the same thoughts. So everything you say now, I'm going to say, you are echoing my thoughts, probably. <laughs> well, I just wanted to read out the quotes. So this is what he said after the match. He said, of course, I'm not 100% happy. I'll watch it back again and again. Because the two corners they scored, one of them was offside or whatever it was. <laughs> so, like, there was definitely something wrong. There was definitely something. We don't know what it was. It was offside or something. Um, and the other one, of course, we don't behave perfectly. So he's sort of grudge, begrudgingly admitting that his team didn't defend well. Mm. Then he goes on to say this, though, but they are stretching the rules in this moment. He loves that in this moment, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Stretching the rules in this moment. They are pushing, holding and everything. And the refs, that's obviously what you can do. That's why it's really difficult. And we could have done better. I mean, first of all, it's all gibberish. Second of all, um, basically what he's saying is is Brentford are just playing on the edge of the rules. They are just they are just basically working out what they can get away with. Now, if that's good enough for Emmy Martinez to win the World Cup, it's good enough for Brentford. Mm. So they're doing, Brentford are just doing what every team does. They just work out what they can get away with and they, they stretch the rules to the limit. And Klopp can't handle that. 
Yep. He cannot handle that. And yet, this is the same team that do all the same things. Yep. You watch Liverpool, they'll be wrestling players to the ground in the penalty area. Yep. They'll be working out what they can get away with. Yep. And he just doesn't like it when it happens to him. No. So it was it was sweet, Jim. It was it was sweet to see to see that victory, uh, to see Klopp so annoyed. It was just a sweet moment. <laughs> Happy New Year for that. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was just thinking then. You know that that would have been a great game for the uh, the joint pre-match manager interview. <laughs> It would have been, it would have been, wouldn't it? Oof, that would have been two whining, oh, whining men. Klopp and Frank. Oh God. So yeah, we need to. We need Amazon Prime. Whenever you're back, we need you to <laughs> get get that fixture next season and uh, get the pre-match managers interview. Because I haven't seen that again. Have, have they done that again? Amazon Prime. I don't. I, don't uh, I didn't see it. No, I didn't see yeah, it. That was just a classic. Wasn't must, it? it must have not gone down very well. <laughs> All right, we loved it. <laughs> we loved it. <laughs> so that was that one, Jem. So Liverpool uh, humiliated, schooled, yep. schooled by Brentford. Let's say, yeah, definitely. Jem, do you want to pick out some other games from the fixture list? Yeah, let's go. I'd, I'd like to go to. Um, it was New Year's Eve. This game. Mm. I'd like to go to the Empty Hut. Yeah. Um, because this is a result that it's quite comical, actually. Um, I think it, it, was, it was Man City hosting Everton. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, you know, we all expect a thumping for Everton and Frank Lampard. Mm. Uh, we, we still can't believe he's still in the job, actually. Mm. Uh, I can't remember who Everton played before, but I think they lost and it was quite heavy. Well, that might have been the game after, but I'll just, I'll just talk about this. It ended up being Manchester City won. Everton won. <laughs> and this, uh, a lot of people would have seen this. This was the game where we finally saw that Erling, Ho- uh, Erling Haaland isn't a robot because he became rattled. Uh, <laughs> for the people that have seen the clip, you've seen the clip, Dave? Of, I've seen the clip. Yeah, I mean, that was just brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I, I, I really want to understand what he was saying there. I don't know if you've got any sort of translation or any of the listeners have got any. You know, I, I don't know. He seemed to be making. Who was the who was the player he was standing next was to? Ben Godfrey. Ben Godfrey seemed to be making fun of him, <laughs> making fun of his whining. It was hilarious. So I'll get I'll get the, the picture of that up on up on Instagram. Mm. If you haven't seen it, it is very funny. Yeah. Um. So that was that was interesting, and of course the Everton equaliser. Your mum must have been pleased with all of this. She was buzzing. She was absolutely buzzing. Yeah. And she's got Damari Gray, I think, to thank. Mm. Yep. And that goal won goal of the months. Did you see this on Match no, okay. of the Day? No. So Match of the Day didn't run a goal of the month. They ran a goal of the months because they had a couple of games in November and a couple of games in December. So they okay. ran goal of the months. And I think I'm right in saying this This goal won it. Okay. Nice. It, was, it was a nice goal. So very surprising result, Jim. But as you say... Debbie, this was the only sort of oasis of calm in the whole um, in the whole Boxing Day, not Boxing Day, Christmas period, because I believe um, they lost against Wolves. Yep. 
Yeah, that's uh, it. They lost 2-1 at home to Wolves. And then did they go and lose again? Just they, looking... went, they played Brighton oh. at home. Oh, dear. You oh know, dear after Debbie. a 1-1 result, you think, they're the champions, you think, oh, you know, we're going to go on a run now. Maybe it may, definitely against Brighton, you know, we're at home. Set yeah. up the fortress. Yeah. Happened, Dave. It didn't sound too good. 4-1 to Brighton. And Everton did not deserve it. <laughs> well, they did not deserve to win. What a shocking team, honestly. Yeah. I mean, some of the goals as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know if you saw the new world record, Dave. Uh, the loudest noise in, ever, ever recorded. It's actually the booze at, at Goodison Park at full time. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh dear. Did, did Frank Lampard laugh it off and then say, but seriously, we're going to go down? Frank Lampard, I'll find his quote here. He said something about a, um, what was it? It was similar to the, the Boxing Day knockout blow. Haha. But seriously, Christmas is ruined. Something, about, something similar to that, but New Year. So I'll have to find that one for another time. Yeah. Um, so now Everton are struggling in the league. And how long can he last? How long can Lampard last? Surely this can't go on. But he's he's playing Man United in the Cup, Gem, which we'll review next time. So maybe there's a chance for redemption there. Yeah. You know, actually, it's funny because I'm just looking at the league table now and they are in the relegation zone. 18 games played, minus 10 goal difference, 15 points. You know, he must have had a pretty bad season to be there. <laughs> Team above them. West Ham United, 18 played, minus nine goal difference, 15 points. Well, we've only got a goal difference of minus nine, Jim. <laughs> so it's a lot better, a lot better. We've conceded one less or scored one more somewhere along the line. So that's a lot better. And are Everton in the conference, in the, in the, in the Europe, Europa Conference League? No, they're are not. They, have they got any strategy to get into the Europa League and then the Champions League in two seasons? No. No. I rest my case. <laughs> right, let's go on to some more fixtures. Any others that caught your eye, Jem? Uh, well, I think Brighton and Arsenal. I think that was at Brighton. We expected a bit of a... I expected them to cancel each other out for a bit, actually. Mm. But it being a 4-2 win to Arsenal at Brighton. Mm. Um, our friend Matoma scored again, yep. Dave. Yeah. On fire, that man. He's well, on... He actually... he's on Sorry, go on. No, Actually, scored two is what you were going to say. <laughs> well, he scored again, didn't he? He there was he another goal that was very dubiously ruled out. I can't remember why it was ruled out, but it, it was ruled out after a long VAR decision. Um, yeah. But it would have made it three four, which would have made yeah. an interesting finish. Yeah, it would. He is um, a great player, that guy. He is a great player. I think he'll be being looked at by a few big clubs. Um in the next next couple of transfer windows because he is on fire. It, Brighton, it's fair play to Brighton because they are absolutely smashing it with their transfers. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, Arsenal ended up getting another win, which annoyingly is quite convincing. Um, I can't accept that they're going to go and win the league, Dave. Don't know mm. about you. Uh, Jim, it's not going to happen. It is not going to happen. This is this is all going to collapse at some point. It's just not yet, it, but it will collapse. 
because they cannot sustain this. No. Well, they did they did they you know come up with a bit of a, a stoppage the other day against Newcastle? They nil nil was it? Nil nil. Newcastle Newcastle stopped them, and that's just the beginning of of the turn turnaround in their fortunes, Gem. Because <clears throat> this game. I think Arsenal had one, one or two clear chances. I think Nketiah near the end. Um, I can't remember. It was, it was oh, Nketiah yeah. where the keeper blocked it. It was yeah. a good save. Pope blocked it. But this this game was more interesting for Arteta and his yeah. gamesmanship. He's winding up. He's winding up. He just moans about everything, doesn't he? Yep. yep. He just moans. He's constantly in the fourth official's ear, constantly shouting at the ref. Constantly getting his players to shout at the ref. It's just, he's just an annoying, he's an annoying man. Uh, I don't, don't, yeah, he's, he's the reason why I don't want Arsenal to win the league. I remember when we had a special guest, Paul, on this podcast, and um, he said he just wants to slap Arteta in the face. <laughs> well, that's, yeah, it's to the point, isn't it? Yes, I think a lot of people. To at the minute, especially the way he treated the the officials that game. Mm. Um, I, I spoke about Brighton transfers, uh, and I just <laughs> and how, how how well they do at finding players and then selling them on for big fees. Yeah, a perfect example of that is Mark Kukurea, who went to Chelsea. Yeah, uh, and. Man City went to Stamford Pitch the other day. Yeah. And I was, you know, watching the game and I, I found it quite hilarious the way Chelsea were playing. So they played well for, for bits and they could have been two up. I, I think it, before half time, they could have been two nil up. Mm-hmm. Should have been two nil up, actually. And um, I was in conversation with Ali, my brother. Who's a big Chelsea fan, right? Massive Chelsea fan. But he's, he, I've never seen him this. Uh, depressed about his football club. Even when they had Jose and they were finishing 13th in the league, mm. he, he accepted it because he knew that they'd be back. They had a good squad. Now, he's actually in a situation where the squad is actually looking awful. They've got a clown as the owner. They've got a manager that hasn't really got the experience of being at a club like that. You know, the pressure of, of that. He's been at Brighton. Which it's been nice for him. He's been able to do his own thing. Um, but one thing that caught my eye during this game was it wasn't even on the pitch. It was a WhatsApp message and a new nickname for Cucurella. It's uh, Cucumberella. <laughs> <laughs> and for some reason, well done, Ali. That really made me laugh because the way he was playing with his, you know, luscious hair, his locks, it just. Just had me. It had me, Dave. Cucumberella. So it tickled you, didn't it? It, it did tickle me. Just now, the way he's playing and the way Ali reacts to Chelsea. So <laughs> yes, I, I, I found that very funny. Yeah, you did. And uh, some other interesting facts about this game. I think Abamyang was subbed on and then subbed off again. Oh. In this game, Ooh. I think he came on. Did he come on early because Sterling, Sterling injured. got injured, and then I think he was subbed off. Okay. Late in the game. Mm. So that's an interesting one. 
And then just looking at the players, Jem, I don't actually recognise some of these names. Who are these people playing for Chelsea? I think they've got a lot of reserves in, haven't they? Yeah, it's like just weird, isn't it? Like they've got Pulisic who ended up going off as well. Yeah. Uh, There's a guy called Hutchinson, number fifty-six. Okay. There's um, Hall, sixty-seven. Okay, so he actually made his debut against Chesterfield in the FA Cup last season. All right. So thanks to Chesterfield, he is now playing first-team football. Yeah. But I think they've got big hopes for him. Okay. Um, Zachariah, what, who's Zachariah? Is he? Did they buy him, or is he a? <laughs> he was a two-call signing. Okay. And never played. Yeah. And then he's been moaning that Graham Potter's never played him, and when he's come in, he's actually done. I think he did all right in that game. He should have put them one 0 up. I think. But it's just symptomatic that Chelsea, uh, A, have got a lot of injuries and B, have just basically got a lot of problems. And mm. can Potter weave his magic? That's, this is the question. Can he weave his magic? Because he seems to he seems to have lost it, doesn't he? Or maybe Chelsea and him just don't fit. It's just not a good fit, maybe. It was a strange, it was a strange move, wasn't it, when he went to Chelsea? I suppose he couldn't turn them down. Mm. But he had it all at Brighton. In fact, what Deserby's doing at Brighton is actually taking Brighton to another level. You know, we, yeah. we we thought Potter has taken, you know, that whole thing about when Brighton were booing, Brighton fans were booing Potter last season, was it? And you were sort of saying, well, ha- look at how far he's taken them. And we were saying, well, maybe he's taken them as far as he can. Mm. But to be fair to Deserby, he's come in and he's just, he's just taken them to another level, the quality of football they're playing now. It's it's frightening, um, and uh, and a Potter's toiling away at Chelsea. Yep, it's funny, isn't it? Football. It is very funny. Funny old game, as someone once said. So that uh, yeah, that well, obviously, Jem, as somebody who doesn't particularly like Chelsea, that brightened up my day uh, when Man City beat them. I know that's Man City, not Brighton, but it did it did brighten up my day. So that was that was good news. And um, I think that probably brings us to the end of our fixtures, unless there's any others you want to pick out, Jem. Uh, well, uh, there's one that I wanted to bring up. Just one last one. It's yeah. a good, quick one. Just because I know that you hated this result and also <laughs> Ian hated this result. <laughs> uh, I mean, I feel like recently I've been talking about Palace yeah. a lot and oh, how Ian's no. probably quite upset. I mean, Vieira's going to walk, isn't he? Embarrassing. Embarrassing. I mean, to lose 4-0 at home to Spurs, how how has he allowed that to happen? What what has gone on there, Jem, to lose 4-0 at home to, to Spurs, of all people? But Palace, if you look at their fixtures or their results, they've they've not been doing well, have they? No. I think they, they, oh, they did beat Bournemouth, so I'll give them that. We'll give them that one. But didn't they have another loss? Was it to Fulham? Yeah, yeah. Fulham. Three yeah. 0 home to Fulham. So, been a mixed, been a mixed uh, Christmas period for them. Yep. But four 0 at home to Spurs—that's embarrassing. And to be honest, he should just resign, Vieira, for that. <laughs> just resign. <laughs> just walk away. So. Well, they're in big trouble now, Dave, because Man United have gone in and seen the injured <laughs> gazelle. You know they're struggling. And they've taken away their backup keeper, who, argue, who arguably should be their first team keeper, because I would say he's the second best keeper in the league. 
after Fabianski. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, who are you saying is the best keeper? Do you hear? Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. Well, that's good. That's. Why don't we monitor De Gea's performances? Because starting with the FA Cup in our next podcast, let's monitor De Gea's performances if you think he's the best keeper in the league uh, and just see how he gets on. This is going to come back, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know. You tell me. Hopefully, Butland gets his debut. <laughs> Interesting. Now, where has Butland come from? I mean, he's been around a bit, hasn't he? He's been around the houses. He's he's Wasn't he sort of touted as the next big, big thing once? He was meant to be the England keeper. I remember... Yeah. Wasn't he, he was at Stoke for a while. Yeah. But I think, do you remember that friendly against Germany where he just kicked the ball out and he broke his foot or something? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was the sort of end of his international career. But maybe Man United can resurrect it. Maybe. Ten Hag's doing a good job, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Um, also, Jack Butland, Man United played Palace in a pre-season friendly, I think, this year. Or maybe right. it was the season before. Anthony Martial had a shot and it actually broke... Jack Butland's hand or arm or something. So he's very fragile, isn't he? <laughs> he's very fragile. He's got kicking a ball in, <laughs> out against Germany, and he broke mm. his hand trying to say, it's "Perhaps, perhaps he shouldn't go near the ball. Perhaps that's." I think Crystal Palace have thrown in a lifetime supply of bubble wrap <laughs> along in the deal. So, um, <laughs> cheers, Parish. What's his name? Oh, it's Steve Parish. Steve Parish. Yeah, yes. he's always got an eye for a deal. But I had to bring that up. I'm sorry, Ian. Um, yeah, yeah, that just... was a painful one. I, to be honest, I, I'd purged that from my mind. That particular result. I think Ian. I think Ian called Vieira to walk if they don't back him this transfer wow. transfer window. So, wow. I've been calling him to walk for a long time for different <laughs> reasons. Uh, well, the, we'll end on a bright note though, because I don't know if we mentioned this one already, but Tottenham did play at home to Villa and were humiliated. Yes, Villa by Villa yes. of all teams, two yep. 0 Two 0 Unai Emery. Good evening. He worked his magic, and honestly, they took Tottenham apart in that game. Mm, they did, they really did. It was great to watch. It was great to watch. They they nullified Tottenham's counter attack, and then just caught them with a couple of soccer blows. Um, lovely to watch. Yep. But thank you, Aston Villa. Yeah, and, Con- Villa. and then back to Conte's cryptic messages after the game as well. Yep. You know, maybe Tottenham aren't a aren't a team that can finish for the title. Yeah. Maybe we're a Seventh or sixth team. Yeah. Maybe a fifteen. Maybe a fourth or fifteen. Yeah. That's what he says. Couldn't make his mind up, could he? No. So again, he's got caught up in this um this traditional way of doing things of looking at what, what position you finish in the league. <laughs> you know, that's irrelevant, Jeff. That's old school thinking. You've got to look at qualifying for Europe through these various Euro- Europa Cups that uh UEFA initiated cups that are around yeah. and you've got to exploit those and Spurs you know they missed a trick last season didn't they they were in the conference league mm. and they decided not to prioritise that to the point where they just decided not even to turn up for one of their fixtures <laughs> got booted out <laughs> West Ham on the other hand have noticed there's a little wrinkle here isn't there there's a little wrinkle in the system yeah. that you can exploit Yeah. so just just ignore the league put all your resources into the conference league yeah. so we will see, Jem. We will see if this strategy pays off. We will indeed. Is there anything else you want to cover, Dave? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've run out of things to say. <clears throat> I'm sure the listeners are fed up. That's that's a long podcast, so... Yeah. 
Oh, we do, we do we do actually need to uh, in a serious point we do actually need to oh yes give a shout out to uh, the great the legend Pele. <laughs> yeah, there is something there is something we need to cover. Um, I just uh, was fed up with talking about Premier League fixtures, but this is a serious point. <laughs> Pele, Gem, what I think what we can say about him is what an actor, what an actor, Gem. He prepared to play his part in Escape to Victory as, as a method actor, Jim. His preparation was second to none. He spent 20 years playing professional football to prepare for that part, mm. winning three World Cups and scoring over a 1,000 goals just to prepare to play uh, authentic, an authentic footballer in Escape to Victory. So hats off to Pele. But, Jim, on a serious point, I actually, he is probably part of my first football memories because in 1970, I'm going to give away, well, I do feel old, Jem. In 1970, I was eight. And I remember England going out to West Germany, as it was then, 3-2 in the quarterfinals. And I vaguely remember the final. And I remember Pelé scoring in the final. Um, and, of course, it, it's difficult, isn't it? Because you see these ga- these these... Um, these highlights on TV and then you forget, well, what do you remember? And, you know, what have you seen since? Mm. And by the way, you were, what were you in 1970, Jim? Minus what? Minus 26, maybe? Minus 26 in 1970. So probably hard for you to remember any of this. But I've got to say that fourth goal in the World Cup final against Italy, where Pele, well, there's a whole series of moves by the Brazilian team and it, ends up, I think, with Jarzinho passing it to Pele. And Pele just calmly side-footing it across to um, Carlos Alberto, who comes mm. and whacks it into the far corner. It's got to be... Is it got to be the greatest World Cup final goal ever? Um, beautiful goal. And uh, so Pele, yeah, an absolute legend. It's hard to compare, isn't it? Pele and some of the greats mm. of the... Of the uh, since then, I was going to say of the past, of the future of the past. Uh, you know, you got Pele, you got Bobby Moore in that era. Yeah. Then you've got uh, obviously Maradona, and then the whole Messi Ronaldo debate, which we we believe has been settled. And of course, Mark Noble. So <laughs> these are the legends of the game, Jim. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was sad to see him pass. Yep. Rest in peace, Pele. Indeed. I think that's a nice place to end, Jim. Yes, I agree. So we will be back for a cup special next week, I believe. We've got the FA Cup and Carabao, or Carrot Joke Cup, as they call it. Yep, not interested in that one. Nope. (laughs) I'll be following Charlton as London's representatives. The only team, the only London team left standing. Well, Uh, good luck to them. Yeah, well, yeah, let's be be Charlton supporters. But um, if that's it, I guess... It's goodbye and thank you for listening and we will see you soon. Yeah, goodbye and happy new year to all. <laughs>